Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to your weekly dose of shock therapy brought to you by the Say It Again Network. I'm your host, Tyler Lawrence, and with me is my co-host, Zach Alfers. How are you doing, Zach? I'm doing great. Beautiful day in California. It's a beautiful day in California up north. We got a special guest today, somebody who's been very, very fraternal. Uh, He started his own Facebook group, the Charger Bolt family. Let's give it up for Mary and Ken Lampkin. How are you doing, Ken? Good. How you guys doing today? I'm doing all right. So, Ken, I wanted to talk to you about the Charger Bolt family and kind of how you brought that all together. Can you tell me a little bit about Charger Bolt family when you started it, what it is exactly? Well, it was actually a year ago tomorrow. It was a draft night that me and Mary went live. We passed out probably 60, 70, 80 items, full-size lids, jerseys, mini lids, all kinds of cool memorabilia to the fans on draft night because we already knew Herbert was coming our way, and we wanted to do something big for the fans. And ever since then, it's just it's been growing and growing and growing. Just it's nonstop. The fans are amazing. We saw a lot of you know problems with the San Diego and LA move, and the fans not you know coming together. But that's all changed in one year. We've had a great fan base. Everybody's doing amazing things. It's just been a, it's been an absolute pleasure. All right. How many people do we have on that now? There are 3,000. We just hit 3,100 today. 3,000 so 3, fans in less than a year. Wow. That's that's a lot of people, man. That's crazy. So talk Not about memorabilia, man. Talk about a little bit about you know some of the items you've given away and kind of how you guys do all the different things you guys do inside the Charger Bolt family Facebook group. Yeah, well, it was during the COVID time we all started this, so we want to make sure there's plenty of things for all the fans to do. Again, we want to keep their minds off being mad at the organization and realizing that as fans, we can help each other out and take care of each other. So we started doing Monday night giveaways. We gave away 10, 15 really cool items to the fans. I have, I have some great admins on there who ran scavenger hunts Monday through Friday. Again, a chance to win some cool memorabilia, some cards, stickers, whatever what the case may be during that day. We did bingo nights. Back then, we have a bingo night coming up next month. Where again, we give away five amazing prizes. This month is going to be all LT. It'll be a lunar eclipse authentic. It'll be a jersey. There'll be a mini lid in there. There'll be a nice canvas. Just do a lot of things that keep the fans occupied and let them know again that you know we come to our page and have a lot of fun and do a lot of cool things. Cool, Ken cool. and. Out of all of the memorabilia you collected, is there one piece that you collected like this is this is my favorite? Well, I, you know, I had a really great collection that I kind of let go to do all this, but I, I have to say my greatest piece now is the San Diego Charger mascot. <laughs> awesome. So Tyler is telling me you got a homeless event going on soon. Talk to me a little bit about the details on that. Yeah, we wanted to make sure that we reached out to the communities on both sides, San Diego and L.A. So last year uh, in October, we threw a, an event for the Skid Row. Went out there and we gave away 100 tents, 100 blankets, 100 socks, a whole bunch of things. Just went out there with the crew and, and gave a lot to everybody that we could on the streets there. So this year, we wanted to make sure we took care of San Diego. So we're going to go down to Mission Bay and do a lot of homeless giveouts there. It'll be on, what's the date we got for that, baby? 620. 619. 619 yeah, we thought that was cool to do it on 619, 619 San Diego, right? Perfect. So we did 619, so we'll have a barbecue on the 19th, and on the 20th, we'll do a bunch of homeless giveaways. we got about 200 items at the stands right now to give out. That's awesome. 
Well, yeah, looking forward to that. You were talking about the Paraman signing. I guess talk to me a little bit about that and uh, maybe some other upcoming signings you, you have planned. Yeah, when we, when we first started, a friend of mine reached out to me and asked me if I was interested in doing any signings. So, again, we're trying to build a fan base back up. We want 50,000, 60,000 strong in that stadium in the Thunderdome when we go up, when we get there on opening day. So, we want to build our fan base any way we can. So, I thought, sure, let's jump into it. So, we uh, got the, uh, the pleasure to do Malik Jefferson was our first one. Then we moved on to Sean Merriman. We've done Keenan Allen, Antonio Gates. We've even had the pleasure of doing Herbert, Hunter Henry, Hunter Henry uh, Perry Men. Both are leaving us now, but they were great to do a sign with and great to talk with them. Two fine young men. I wish them both the best of luck in their future careers. Uh, as a matter of fact, we have a Dan Fouts coming up on June 23rd. We'll be going to Oregon to sign with Dan Fouts. Going all the way up to Oregon? Yeah, wow. he was going to come down here, but we, we, the best part about all this is the road trips, you know? We've been to Florida. We've been to Dallas. Now we're going to Oregon. Some of the best parts about this is the traveling and going out and meeting fans in other states. Who's the favorite signing you've done? Oh, my, my boy, Mr. Antonio Gates. I mean, uh, Keenan Allen's my boy now because he's number 13 and we have 13 children. But before that, it was it was Antonio Gates all the way for me. Wow. Okay, uh, Antonio Gates is a big one. Yeah, that's he, pretty he cool. Can't go wrong with Antonio Gates, you know. What's a what's some of the favorite memorabilia that you have personally in your own collection? I do not have a collection anymore. I want the fans to know that this was all about them. I have given my collection away. I literally have one helmet, and that's for little Kenny, and it's a 1994. Complete team signed lid. So that'll be, that's his first piece in his collection. So what we're doing is we're starting a new collection for him. And I, I'm pretty sure it'll be one incredible collection over the next five to 10 years, you know? Well, you got that Boltman that you were giving away. I saw the life size Boltman, the original Boltman. What, that, what is is that? A, that is basically a giant action figure. It can't be worn, but if, if somebody would like that in their man cave, it is available. It is the Bolt Man. It is all his the outfit from head to toe from Dan himself. Uh, it is available. So if somebody really wanted to have a the coolest thing they could have in their man cave, that's probably the piece to have for sure. I talked to my wife about bringing that home, and she was not okay <laughs> with it. I'm not sure a okay lot of men had that conversation over the last month after I posted it. <laughs> yeah, I saw that thing and I thought that was awesome. What about your other Boltman, your well, we, superhero we first, that you wear? Yeah, when we first started this adventure, we wanted to get a mascot out there. We wanted to, you know, get out there and again build our fan base in LA. A lot of LA people don't know about the mascots that the Chargers had about the Boltman unless they've been to one of the games. So, what I wanted to do is I was, I was looking for getting the Boltman itself, and I talked to Dan and me and him talked things over, and I decided it would be better to get the authentic mascot so the one i own is actually the one that was on our field in 94 95 96 and actually took us to our super bowl so that's the character i have he is the the authentic san diego charger mascot the self-proclaimed uh la charger mascot wow man that is awesome because i see you taking pictures with it everywhere i saw you taking pictures with that sofi you were just at sofi this past weekend dude how was that i didn't get to go uh, it was my wife's birthday. I was I was really trying to go, but I just couldn't get her to get on board with going. But tell tell me a little bit about the stadium. Your thoughts on you know how that's oh, been 
absolutely amazing. I mean, I'm I'm San Diego True Blue since '66, and I get the the upsetness or the anger or the hurt, whatever you want to call it, from all the fans in the past and present. But boy, you walk into that stadium, you realize the quarterback we have, the new coaching staff we have, and it it basically all goes away real quick. Especially when I look down at my three year old, four year old son and think he gets to do the same thing I did when I was four years old and I walked into the Murph. You know, I got to go to a brand new stadium and grow with a great organization, a great team. Now my son gets to do the exact same thing. And that is amazing. And Ken, you mentioned it. We got the new coaching staff coming in. You've seen a lot of teams over the years if you've been following the Bolts for this long. You know, kind of give us your thoughts on Brandon Staley and kind of your expectations for uh, well, how can you the, not the get excited? Defensive oriented. We got Herbert who busted out the rookie of the year, who you know could get better. We watched what he did last year. He could absolutely improve. And to improve on last year, come on now. If you're not a Charger fan, you're not excited. You're crazy right now. We got fans coming out of the woodwork because of it, because they know. Look how many season tickets we've sold already. We're doing amazing that team. And it's all because of Herbert, the new coaching staff, and the people we got. We got Keenan Allen. People, he's the most underrated receiver out there right now. And if we pick up Waddle, which, I mean, we don't really need him, but just key on that boy would be great in our city right now. I mean, don't even get me started if we put an O-line and protect that quarterback. You, you give Herbert five to seven seconds like we used to do for Rivers or Fouts back in the day, and you got something incredible going on. We're gonna, okay. pull, we're gonna make we're gonna be the biggest, best fan base in the NFL, and we're gonna show them all out there why we have that team, not the Rams. It's our Thunderdome. It don't belong to the Rams. It belongs to the Chargers. Ken, how long have you been doing PR for the Chargers? <laughs> <laughs> well, about a year now. <laughs> Where Man. does this energy come from, Ken? Like you're the most energetic guy that I know. I see you on the Monday night giveaways. Where where does your fandom come from? Where where did it start? I am a true blue fan since 66. Football was, I mean, it was everything to me. I loved it. Going to the games, uh, hanging out with the family. P- LA was our family. It wasn't, it wasn't, we weren't enemies until the Raiders came in. LA was down there watching the games with us hand in hand. There was no, there was no arguments. There was no disagreements. So to see what was happening now breaks my heart. So that's why we had to make sure that we came back and made sure they felt what 70s and 80s football was all about. And that's friends, family, food, and having a good time with football. And that's what San Diego Charger football has always been. So we need to bring that to L.A. and show them that. So when I'm watching our fans argue and get all upset about everything, it just that's not going to happen. I'm going to show everybody what – there was no fan base better next to maybe Green Bay than the San Diego Chargers, period. Green Bay, you can't top them. Come on, man, they're sold out every year for the next 50 years. But the Chargers, we were the next best out there. So to hear that we're not no more to go to a, a soccer field and see only 60% of the field and 40% of them, the other fans, that won't work. My son's not going to go in there and hear a whole bunch of people screaming and yelling for the other team. He's going to go in there and he's going to hear the Chargers and he's going to watch an amazing team play. Because, again, that coaching staff is unbelievable. That players that we have, Bose are the defense that we're going to have. If we get ourselves a nice defensive tackle or or, 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 or a I'll even take a corner right now. We don't need a lot to make us the top three or four teams out there. Wow. Couldn't say it better myself. Talk about uh, season tickets, Ken. You've got a whole season ticket section going on, right? (laughs) Yeah, Brian gave me a call probably two months into all this and asked if we'd like our own section. He liked what we were doing, and uh, 
was really pleased. Uh, they wanted everybody wanted to go down the second, uh, first row. And I thought that that don't make no sense. Let's give that second row where we can make a little bit more noise and everybody else can see us. So we got a uh, section two hundred eight at Charger Bolt Family section, and it's going to be the loudest section in that stadium. And if you want to have fun, because we're going to have giveaways, we're going to have stuff under your seats, we're going to have uh, trivia questions when you show up. Sergeant Pro section is going to be the best section for an experience of football, especially when it comes to Chargers, you're ever going to have. So it's a whole section of just the Charger Bolt family, just right? The Charger Bolt family, that's it. So if you're on my page, you're on that section. And they're all season ticket holders, too. What are things that you're planning on doing once we start doing some tailgating? Oh, we got we're uh, we're gonna join forces with Thunder Alley, of course, because they're San Diego blood and bread. So we gotta make sure we, we we get right next to them. But they're they're more uh designed towards the adults and the the older uh, fan base, you know, with the loud music and the just the loud having a good old time putting on a show. We're gonna try to uh, uh lean towards the kids because. We want much It's more of a family-oriented uh, atmosphere down Bolt Road, so we're going to have a lot of cool things for the kids to do. We got some field goals. We got some tires the kids can throw a football through. Win some stickers. Maybe win a mini lid. Maybe win a full-size lid. Who knows? But there'll be all kinds of cool things and raffles and uh, everything we do will be designed for the community and for the kids. All my advertisement goes three feet high. I like that. Three feet high. I've never heard that before, Ken. That's, That's awesome. what the cigarette companies do. Why shouldn't we, right? <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, I love football. I, I, it's not even about the W's and the L's for me. It used to be just like everybody else back in the day, but I've reached that age now where I've traveled, you know, to see my kids play pop more, four or five hours in the morning and four or five hours in the back, sat there on a field for eight hours just to watch my kids lose. So uh, I've got no money about NFL football. I want to watch some good times, a lot of family, food, and friends. What are you going to be grilling out there at the Hellgates? What, what's going well, we on got, the, the grill? Donnie, we got Donnie the Guru, the the the, the Hall of Fame barbecue of Hellgaters. Uh, so we, we're going to have the greatest food. So we decided I have a, a small little business that I ran before. It's called Biscuits and Gravy. And uh, I won a few awards for my Biscuits and Gravy. So – a lot of games during the morning time. So we thought we'll just do something simple like biscuits and gravy. And we'll let Donnie do the, the, the really cool barbecue and stuff that he's always done before. But we want to make sure that we have something to put in everybody's stomachs. We'll, we'll make sure we have Gatorades out there. We might even do a hot dog and chip deal out there or something like that. Uh, everything, of course, will be free. Donations only. So, again, it's a family experience that we want them all to have. So when they come down Bolt Road, they see the mascot. They see a lot of games for the kids to play. They get some deep. We want to get some chairs out there so they can even sit around and hang out for a little bit before they go into the game and watch the greatest team ever to play the game. Well, and so where does Donnie's brisket compare to uh, Herbert's brisket? Oh, man, I'm sorry, Herbert. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Donnie's, Donnie's in the tailgating Hall of Fame for that brisket. So uh, Herbert's got some work to do. I, I saw that show. He did all right. He, he'll learn, and, and, the, and the players will make him learn because they're going to want his food. So he'll get better, but I, I, I'm not going to put up against Donnie now. Donnie's a good – that boy's got himself in the Hall of Fame. I got to say, man, I, I absolutely love the fact that we've come to this new tradition of victory brisket. Like, that is the coolest oh, thing ever. Absolutely. Traeger Grills. Like, that is such an awesome new tradition exactly. that Herbert Britt brought year one. That is so yeah. cool, man. I love yeah. that. It's going to be. I mean, that's, that's what every Charger fan 
Any fan out there in the L.A. San Diego area should be thinking right now. This is a new beginning, and you couldn't ask for a better platform on what's where we're starting at. You know that stadium, the coach, the players. I mean, our future is bright, and that, that's that's all anybody's got to talk about right now. That's all anybody should be talking about right now. And if they don't think it's bright, they come over to our page and see what we do on Monday nights, what we do during the week, and what we do for the community, and they'll see the Chargers organization and the Charger Bolt family are the ones to be around. And, you know, I think Justin Herbert's character really is something that's like like a draw to to Charger fans, right? Having a guy who's, you know, is a biology major. Uh, he comes from a good family. He comes from, you know, an, an Oregon-based, you know, hometown where he went to college at his, his hometown. And to be able to bring that atmosphere and bring all those things to the Chargers, I think it's it's needed. You know, the Chargers have always been like a family-run organization, not just from the Spanos family, which, you know, you can think whatever you want, but they're always bringing in the right type of players. They stay away yes. from guys with, you know, character concerns. You know, you look at Philip Rivers and his 13 children. You know, you look yeah. at like Antonio no Gates. Yeah. yeah, no cussing. Like yeah. that is the, the yeah. one of the greatest things that I love about the Chargers. Oh, yeah. is- and LT was a stand-up guy always doing oh, my God. Like, turkey giveaways and and, uh, Christmas and everything. Yeah. yeah, stand-up guys across that organization. And then you look Absolutely. at Junior Seau, who's the greatest charger of all time, not for what he did on the field, but what he did to the San Diego community. And, hands you know, down, you down. go to Seau's. I, I'll actually go and play uh, flag football over at the Junior Seau Sports La Mesa. Um, so, you know, just to see the impact that Chargers have always had, you know, all the events they used to throw at Qualcomm. Um, I've, I went and took part in a couple of their 5Ks and stuff. You get to meet yeah. the players. You know, I absolutely yeah. love the fact that the Chargers really are big in their community the way that they are. Yeah, and and, and they will be in L.A. too. They're, they're, again, it's, it's a lot of process to move. Uh, the COVID got in the way. Um, I, I, I get everything. And, again, I don't know what it takes to run a billion-dollar corporation or how to take care of uh, 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 the employees of a billion-dollar corporation. So I, I support Spanos 100%. I support everything they're doing. I, I, I got no – negative or ill feelings towards them at all. I think their choices have been amazing so far. And again, you walk in that stadium and it all goes away real quick because it's a beautiful stadium. Seeing Herbert on that field talking, again, great character, great upbringing. Uh, Perryman, Henry, uh, all great young men, got great heads on their shoulders. They know where they want to be. They they go back and finish their education so they haven't finished them. All fine, upstanding young men. I'm very impressed with the Chargers organization. I, I was shocked to hear some of the negativity that I heard two or three years ago. So I'm glad it's all gone away. I'm glad we're moving forward. And that's what our motto should be, moving forward, because that's what we're all doing now. And, you know, another one of the cool things is the Chargers community. It's at Chargers CR on Twitter. Uh, they actually just gave some grants to some of the schools around there to bring football back. It's the Chargers Impact Fund congratulates the second wave of back-to-football grant recipients. And they ended up giving grants to Bolsley Grande High School, Fallbrook High School, Glendale High School. Uh, they even managed to get back down to San Diego at the – which one was it? It was the Mission Bay High School. Mission so there's still – Oh, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> so they're still very much involved in their community and they're doing so many different things, even in the San Diego community after they left. Um, yeah. And I, I know a lot of Charger fans are, are, you know, a little upset over the fact that they left, but they're still giving back to their community. Uh, Keenan Allen actually has this basketball, uh, yeah. you know, the basketball league that he, 
manages down in San Diego. And I think he still might live in San Diego too, but to be able to have, you know, a team that gives back to the community like that is something that I absolutely love and fell, fell in love with, with the chargers in the first place. It's yeah, what made me what, a fan. And that's what we want. We want to promote these players too. Uh, we, a lot of people don't know what the, who the players are. We want to make sure when we do our signings, we go live. We let the fans see what it's like to be at a signing to talk to the player while we're live. Uh, we try to make sure that the, the players get recognized just as much as the whole team. Because for a, a player to walk out of a store and have five people want his autograph, that's a great feeling. And there's a life after the game. So we want to make sure whatever they got going on during their career in, in L.A., that we help them out, support them, and make sure their name gets out there to help them when they're not on the field. Absolutely. Uh, for anyone who doesn't know, the uh, Shock Therapy podcast is actually doing three giveaways tomorrow. Uh, we wanted to hit 500 followers on Twitter, but it doesn't look like we're going to do that. So we're going to do a giveaway anyways. Uh, we're going to be giving away a bucket hat. Uh, we're going to be giving away a signed Sean Merriman uh, photo, something I actually won in one of your breaks, Ken. Uh, so right. I'm actually going to be giving that out. And then the other thing we're going to be doing is for the Austin Eckler Foundation, uh, we're going to be giving away a T-shirt because I, I want to support Austin Eckler and, and the Gridiron Gaming Group he's created. You know, yes. and I, I want to be able to support these uh, players as much as I can because I know that they're supporting us back. And I and I, I actually want to be like a part of that. I think that's something that's special and something that, you know, I've got a small voice here and this podcast is small and we're only on our second episode. But if I can kind of give back and be somewhat fraternal, that's something that's important to me. Well, it, it's it's people like Zach and Tyler that are, are doing that for us. I mean, again, you guys being there and helping build the fan base and doing what you're doing, it might be small now, but we'll see where we're at in two or three years, you know, gentlemen, and just keep doing what you're doing because, again, every little bit helps, and that's what we're trying to show the, all the new fans that come in. Like I said, I, I only advertise three feet high because uh, I, I want to make sure these new fans come in, they come to that beautiful stadium, realize that this is a family, fun community, and that we're going to make it that way again when it comes to football. So we definitely appreciate you at Charger Ball family, guys. I appreciate you too, Ken. I, I absolutely Ken. love, since I've been in that group, I've been very active in it as much as I can. Um, and, you know, I, I just think it's awesome that you've, you know, created this this family, this group. That's what it is. It's a family. And, a you know, family, a, lot of, yeah. a lot of the people that were hurt the most when the Chargers left were the people that, you know, it affected yep. their families, right? That's everyone remembers going to, you know, the tailgate down at Qualcomm and, you know, there wasn't really much else around there but the tailgate. And, you know, you hang out with the fans and, you know, the Chargers started losing and fans stopped going. And, you know, ultimately that's why they left. But to be able to bring that community back is something that, you know, we're all looking forward to. Yeah, I'm excited about it. Like I said, to be on the ground floor in a sense, which is kind of odd to say because I've always been around the Chargers doing amazing. So to say that we're on the ground floor, kind of weird, but we are, you guys are, we are, but. Hey, together we can build this fan base back, right? Exactly like I said, back to the 70s, 80s style. Just like that hat the man's representing right now. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. I got my old Padre hat on for the yeah. listeners who can't see. Uh, hey, we hey, listen to the radio, to the pod games, to the Charger. Well, we, we were season tickets. We, we were always at the Charger games, but I remember, you know, we listening to the Padre games on the radio. We didn't, we were watching it on TV. We listened to them on the radio down there in San Diego. On the way to the ocean, PB, you know, Mission Bay. Balboa Park, you know, all that stuff. So I miss I miss all that, and I want to make sure that the kids get to enjoy what we used to enjoy as kids. Exactly, yeah. So circling back a little bit to, to actual football, Ken, 
Uh, is there anybody you're looking for the Chargers to draft with that first overall pick? You know, like like I said, g- give me a defensive end. Uh, I'll take a corner need be because we got to make sure nobody makes no big plays on us. So I get that and everything. But uh, I-, I want that offensive line built up. I, I have a strong feeling we're going to go for Waddle right off the bat just so we have speed for Herbert. But, again, I think uh, we're good with Allen and Williams. I, don't, I think we're fine with them. I'd rather stay away from another wide receiver for right now and just build that uh, O-line up. Oh, I totally agree. I'm totally there with you. I'm all you know, for – You know they're going to go for Waddle first. <laughs> nah, I think they're going to go offensive tackle, to be honest. I that just makes so, a lot, really a lot of sense. So. I really do hope so. Well, well, we'll know this time tomorrow. That's it. And we're going to go live on Charlie Moore family and give a bunch of prizes out of getaway and celebrate our one-year anniversary. I'm having trouble deciding where I want to go. You got the Austin Eckler <laughs> Twitch stream that he's doing. We've got yep. the Charger Bolt families doing stuff. You um, just there's... get a bunch of computers and phones next year, brother. <laughs> the Guiltiest Charge podcast is doing their own thing. I think the Lightning Round is doing their own thing. Man, I got to have a lot of different browsers open to try to keep up. Exactly. But it's been great. Again, with that COVID, it shut us all down for a while. This was a way for all us to connect, become a, a stronger family. We didn't have a lot of football. We couldn't go to the games. But Facebook and social media kept us all together, you know, and it, it really brought us together a lot stronger. I, I think it did us a, a little bit of good in a sense, you know, for the, for the, uh, for the uh, fans. All right, Ken, you got any closing remarks? No, I hear some energy. Not. Let me let me get some energy from you as you before you just come up. Just remember, we are Charger Bolt family. We represent the Chargers. We're gonna rock the Thunderdome. The Bolt will be out there. If you're around them, get a picture with them. They'll give you a prize. And remember, Chargers number one. We got Herbert, and the future is bright. Love you guys. Thank you so much, Ken. Uh, and for everybody who wants to know, go to Facebook. Look up the Charger Bolt family Facebook group. Join. They're doing giveaways all the time. You can join into their uh, raffles. Uh, he calls them razzes. Uh, so if you want to try to win a lid, I just missed out on one. Uh, but Charger Bolt Family Facebook group. Thank you so much, Ken. We appreciate yeah, thank you, guys. You guys. All right, Bye. take it easy. Bye. Wow. All right, so we're still broadcasting. Is there anything you want to cover? I thought we were going to talk about the draft a little bit. All right, so let's talk about the draft. So what are your thoughts? Who are we going first first round? Who is it? Give me your top five guys. My top five guys? That they're going to pick. Not your top five guys, but who's who's the top five guys on the Chargers draft boards? So you... Okay. You think there's any chance they trade up for Penny Sewell? I think there is a good chance. Um, I'm seeing... I, I don't personally want to trade up, but I know a lot of fans do. I know you do. Um, and I'm seeing a lot of talk about it. I just... I just that's just not TT's thing. He we we, we trading up is totally TT's thing. That's I mean, he, he does, does it just not successfully. I, I'm hoping that Kenneth Murray works for him, but the other trade ups have not really worked in the past. Melvin Gordon didn't work. Melvin Gordon didn't work. Teo didn't work. No, Teo was a disaster, and I really like Teo too. I love Teo. I wanted that to work too. Uh, I was a fan. I was a huge fan of my fake girlfriend or whatever. Uh, it didn't matter, bro. Yeah, I don't I, know. I think it's I think it's I think it's Darisaw or Horn at thirteen, and I think they're going to stay put. I think they're going to stay put too. I'd love to see them trade back, but at the same time, 
you know, there's there's a huge need there at left tackle, and I think it makes a lot of sense. So I guess we'll we'll find out here this time tomorrow. Yeah, I'm so excited. I, d- I just want to know. I, I just want to know that anxiety needs to be lifted because I'm going to be excited either way. Whoever it is, I'm going to be excited. So I just want to be excited. For... I wouldn't say whoever it is. If, if it's Waddle, I'm not going to be too excited. I'm going to be excited because we have a dynamic guy there. I don't think it's going to be Waddle. I don't think he's that high on their draft board right now. Uh, not with the injury history and all the slack Telesco's been doing for that. Well, and I just don't – we don't really need him. I mean, it would be great. Yeah, he we, our receiver core would be better. But it, it, the need, I just don't – I don't see it. It doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, I don't think it makes all that much sense either. Uh, I think he is going to go for need. I think he's going to draft offensive tackle because it's number one need. I think he's going to go in the second round and go cornerback because it's number one need. And then after that, it's all depth and special teams. Yeah. I see what? it. I see a safety for sure because safety is going to be in, in that special teams need. I see, mm-hmm. you know, tight end being something there because you have to get a little more athletic. Parham didn't play too much in special teams, not well at least. You know, he's kind of a one-trick pony. He's, you know, I, I think he's got a lot of room to improve and grow, and I think he could ultimately turn into a tight end one. But, I mean, a guy like Tommy Trimble or Brevin Jordan there in the second round maybe? Who knows? That's the thing. There's so many options, and I'm, I'm just – I can't wait for the first 30 picks to just get out there, you know, and then we'll be a little, little closer to being able to figure out who's going in the second, third, and so on. If they go cornerback in round one, do you think they trade up for another offensive tackle? Ooh, I think it all depends on who their guy is. I think, yeah, it, it, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, they have that extra pick there and, you know, Tom Telesco hates picks. He hates them. (laughs) He all, he's always giving them away. Yeah. Uh, I feel like I really want to hold on to that one because I feel like, especially in this draft, there's going to be some solid value in that range. I think um, there's starters in the third and fourth round. I think this I is do. a deeper class than ever before. I think the opt-outs have allowed more guys to play. And I, I think, you know, people typically you have a pretty good idea of, you know, who's, you know, a third, fourth round fringe player. But there's guys, I mean, a couple of weeks ago, Rousseau was a top 15 pick. And now I see him drop into the second round. The discrepancy in prospects is is so crazy in this draft, um, all and, over you know, the place. There's always guys that go earlier or later, but right. there's so many more in terms of where guys are valued this year than I've ever seen before. I've never and seen it. It's it's really bizarre, and I kind of just blame it on the weak DN class. There's no Joey or Nick Bosa. There's no, there's no uh, top elite guy. Up there's there. no Chase Young. I, I think when's it's the, really. When's the last time a defensive end didn't go top at ten? top 10 i feel like you have to dig so far yeah i don't even want to start you got you got both the bosa brothers you've got chase young uh jared allen from jacksonville right he was a a top five pick yeah Uh, dude it's been a long time since we haven't had an edge rusher really even being considered in the first top 15 picks it's usually uh, yeah the edge rusher is usually the best player coming in there's usually an edge player and he's the best athlete you had uh Garrett, um, uh, Miles Garrett, Garrett, Miles Garrett. He was a top. He was the first overall pick. It's just so weird to not see a consensus number one defensive end. 
three, yeah. four, four, three, doesn't really matter if it's, you know, a smaller guy or a bigger guy, you know, you got your big ends, you got your small ends. There's always one that's like a top 10 guy. And this year there's not, I don't even know who would be the first one to go. Some say he's going to be a Zizan and Aluja. Uh, how do you say his last name? Ajilari. Ajilari, right? He's not there. Uh, some guy had the dude from Miami. So quitty pay, it's all over the place. And I think that's what's so interesting about this draft because we really have no idea. There's usually, you usually can pencil in about eight of the top 10 picks because, you, you know, these guys need that guy and this is the top guy. That's, you know, it's, it's really hard trying to decide what's happening from six, seven, eight, nine, ten. 10, right? You, you can tell well, that the Cowboys are going to go cornerback, but I don't know who the Panthers are going. I don't know where the Broncos are going. Miami could go offensive tackle. They could go Pitts. They could go Jamar Chase. You have no idea what's going on with those teams. The one I'm really having a hard time figuring out is Denver because I feel like Denver's roster is stacked. Now I'm looking and I don't see any player being a you know day one starter for them because I feel like they're strong every single level at every position. Where did the Bronco? Where are the Broncos trading or picking now that they made that trade? Did they trade away? They didn't trade away their first they, round pick. They for Teddy Bridgewater. They traded like a a, a swap sixth. What? How did that? That's that's a steal. How did this? Yeah, well, the issue is the Panthers were um, offloading some cap space there, because the Panthers ate seven k of it and the Broncos took three k and they just swapped six. Oh. They were just trying to offload Teddy Bridgewater. They didn't trade a huh. first. They didn't trade any high picks for him. They got them for pennies. Oh, they did. I totally re- read that wrong. Yeah, they they're giving Sam Darnold the go ahead. Like, hey, you're it. Yeah, I would have really liked so. to have seen. Well, I would have hated it, but I would have really liked to see Darnold have gone to Denver. I would have hated it because he's a you know in division. But I think that would have made so much sense there. I was, It would have been a better uh, fit. I think so. I think Darnold's going to figure it out. I think he has. I think he's going to be an all K player. Not a Pro Bowl caliber player, but I think he could be a serviceable quarterback in this league. Well, being a Pro Bowl quarterback doesn't mean anything. <laughs> Pro Bowl quarterback goes to the guy who makes it to the end less banged up. That's that's usually how yeah. that goes. I, I think Darnold just has been stuck with shitty coaching. He's been stuck without much in terms of pass blocking in front of him. He hasn't had an offensive line like ever. And he's just been in a really dysfunctional organization. And, you know, the Panthers, I don't think, are all that much better. He's got weapons there, though. He's got Roby Anderson, you know, and, and he's got Christian McCaffrey there to take some heat off of him. Pieces around him. Their offensive line looks to be a little bit better this year. So Darnold might actually, you know, be a top 15 player next year at his position. Yeah, I, I definitely think he's going to surprise people. He's never had He's never had a single offensive weapon, in my opinion. He's had Adam you... Gase. That's all you have to say. He's had Adam <laughs> Gase. Uh, yeah. No, yeah, no playmakers ever. Um, I, I, I'm excited to see what he does in that Carolina offense. I want to see a reemergent from him, just because I'm a USC fan and you know grew up in Southern California. I, I really like the idea of him reuniting with Juju. I thought that was going to happen. It didn't end up happening, but the Jets almost got him. They almost got Juju. 
it'll be really interesting to see how his season goes next year. I'm really looking forward to it. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening to the Shock Therapy Podcast. We'll be back next week talking about our new draft picks. Go Bolts. Go Bolts.